Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up folks, JD here, missed everyone last week. Uh, Next two episodes are going to be from up north and then I'm back in the Sunshine State where I belong. Let's start in the NBA. Dallas Mavericks 123, Phoenix Suns 90. Absolutely worked by Luka Doncic and those Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Luka, there is nothing this young man cannot do. I may repeat, he had 35 points in Game 7 on the road. That speaks for itself on 12 of 19 shooting. You know, efficient gets it done, can shoot the long ball. I always joke with Luca. if you put a big guy on him, he'll just beat him to the cup. A little guy, shoot right over him. He gets his teammates involved. I always joke, we know the great ones get those around them involved, and he does just that. And Dallas is playing inspired basketball. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie had the game seven of his life as well. And it's been a different number two for Luka and Mark Cuban's squad. I mean, Jason Kidd, first of all, is doing a phenomenal job with matchups and who should be on the floor at that given time. I give Jay Kidd a lot of credit. But the thing about Dallas, Brunson, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, Maxi Kleba is stepping up. You know, we know what we're going to get off the bench from some of those folks. You know, Dwight Powell and Bertans can shoot that thing off the bench. Uh, Dallas is a well-rounded group. I love how Luka doesn't need a solid go-to big three. He does it with himself. He plays that point guard type role. Um but can post you up along the perimeter as well as low block or even elbow. I mean, the kid's phenomenal. Kid's great. 6'7", perfect size, plays at his own pace. I must say, Phoenix really, we know Chris Paul, his resume in the postseason is not all that great. We know he doesn't have a championship. But for him and Devin Booker to both have an awful, and I may repeat, not subpar, awful Game 7, they have to reevaluate their situation and be better next year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, they did not come to play simply. DeAndre Ayton didn't as well, and Crowder and Bridges did not contribute whatsoever. Out of the starting five, Devin Booker had the most amount of points at 11, and he was 3 for 14 from the field. I mean, Book is an all-NBA player. We know he's phenomenal, but guess what? Great players show up in Game 7, and I know Book will regroup. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA, and I think he can do a whole lot out on the basketball floor, but he must lock in, and his shot selection has to be better. You know, he can't be jacking it up early in the shot clock from deep. Create your own. Get to the mid-range. Do what you do best. I always joke these young guys get carried away with the three ball. Attack the glass, you know, rip and go, take it to the cup. But Suns have a lot to think about in the offseason because they're tied in. You know, Chris Paul's still under contract, and he's only getting older. You know, Book and Aiton have to be the dynamic duo over there because Chris Paul, as he ages, minutes are going to go down. 
So that is something Phoenix and Monty Williams have to keep an eye on. And I don't agree with all the remarks, you know, Monday, Patrick Beverly going at Chris Paul, you know, saying he can't guard anybody. You know, I don't like any of that. But what I must say is Chris Paul must respond when it comes to postseason play. Yeah, he had some great games in that Pelican series, but that was also against the Pelicans. How are you going to step up against Dallas? A high-powered offense, a team that, you know, can drop 123 no problem. And uh, they came up shy. They came up just shy. And uh, who knew on the same Sunday, the Western Conference champ of last year and the Eastern Conference champ of last year both knocked out. And that's a smooth transition into the Boston Celtics blew out the Milwaukee Bucks in TD Garden on Sunday. And I must say, when guys like Grant Williams have 27, someone who usually has 8 or 10 points, leads the team in scoring, that is a very, very good sign. Um, it was very sad for me to see from the Milwaukee Bucks standpoint, Chris Middleton out this whole series. You know, for Milwaukee even to take Boston to seven games with Middleton out of the lineup, that's just absolutely big time. I mean, Giannis shows me that he is so good when it comes to scoring, but how about rebounding? You know, in Game 7, 25 points, 20 boards, and 9 assists. You can't make it up. This is the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. I think the league has to be on lookout when it comes to Giannis and Luka Doncic. These two are taking the league by storm in front of our own eyes, and it's been a pleasure to watch these guys. They compete. They play hard. They play smart. Those are the ingredients to succeeding in the National Basketball Association. And even though the Bucks go home a little earlier this year and they don't defend their title, it was without Middleton. They gave it everything they had. So props to the Celtics for winning Game 7. Props to the Dallas Mavericks for winning Game 7. And Tuesday, let's look into the matchups for the East Finals and the West Finals. I want to start in the Eastern Conference, folks. Celtics against the Miami Heat. I got the C's all day. I got the Boston Celtics winning this series and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum advancing to the NBA Finals and taking those boys to the promised land. I mean, I say this because we know both teams aren't big. And when I say that, you know, not dominant bigs down low. You know, Celtics have Robert Williams. They play Al Horford a lot. And on the Miami side, they have Bam. But it's going to come down to guard play, in my opinion. And when you have a two-headed monster over there in Boston with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, oof, I tell you, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Struess has to shoot the ball well. Bam has to have a post presence in this series and uh, hit his free throws because he's going to be hacked a lot. The thing about Boston with that two-headed monster and if smart Grant Williams... Horford, Robert Williams, if they're contributing at both ends of the floor, guys, Boston's tough to beat. I have this a somewhat quick series. I think Boston in five or six, folks. Um, no knock at Miami. They are a phenomenal team, very well coached with Eric Spolstra, and we know uh, the head of the horse over there uh, with Pat Riley, and we know that Miami culture is about 
winning. It's about playing hard. It's about playing smart. And the one thing I must say with Boston, they are ready. Jason Tatum plays with no fear. I talk about that with Jason Tatum, with Luka, with Giannis, with Trey Young, with Book. These guys play with no fear. And the list goes on and on. But playing with no fear on the highest stage, that you give a round of applause for. Jason Tatum is shooting the ball well, but he's also attacking the rim. I think for him, versatile play is what wins games for the Celtics. I think they shoot the three ball, but they're shooting open set shots, driving kick, everyone attacking and finding the shooters. Boston plays a great brand of basketball. I'm really happy for the Celtics. It was great to see them have a phenomenal regular season as well. Um, And in the postseason, they are just stepping it up. You know, beating the Brooklyn Nets and then the Milwaukee Bucks in the first two rounds, I'm clapping here in the studio. That is well done. Really good brand of basketball they play over in Beantown. And uh, I'm happy for my friends over there that get... Got to see Boston advance, and in my opinion, they're going to the NBA Finals, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. My next opinion might surprise you more than my first. I have Luka winning this series against the Golden State Warriors. Steph, Dre, Clay, pool parties going on over there with Jordan Poole. Veteran experience isn't on Luka's side, but playing smart, playing hard, and putting the ball in the cup... That is on Luka Doncic's side. And with the Warriors, you don't know what you're going to get. And going into that, I mean it when I say that. Steph had some okay games against the Memphis Grizzlies. Klay Thompson had okay games. Draymond Green, yeah, he's Mr. Triple Single, but he'll guard the opposing team's best player, so we can't have too much beef with Dre. But all in all, when I say that, The Mavericks have found their identity, and I think that's really important in sports, finding your identity and finding your style of play. Dallas has that figured out, and the best thing for the Mavericks, going back over to the Dallas side, I know I was just talking about the Warriors, but the best thing that happened for the Dallas Mavericks was what? Luka Doncic getting hurt. It had Jalen Brunson. It had Dinwiddie. It had Finney Smith. Stepping up to the big leagues, knowing that they have to, you know, produce offense and they have to get stops at the defensive end. Luca's not going to bail us out. And then when Luca came back, folks, they kept their game at that level. You know, a little bit of a dip in their game, just because Luca's going to give you 35, 40, even 45 sometimes. So, of course, your point total is going to go down a little bit. But I think that is the best thing that happened for the Dallas Mavericks. I truly mean it. Now, I'm going to go over to Golden State for a few reasons. I think the young guys, a lot of pressure is going to be on them. Shaquille O'Neal on Inside the NBA talks about the others, and the others are going to mean a whole lot in this Western Conference Final Series, in my opinion. Steph and Clay, you know what you're going to get, even though, as I was just mentioning, in that Memphis series, I saw games I didn't like out of both of them. But for the most part, you know what you're going to get. Jordan Poole, you know what you're going to get. Guys like Otto Porter, Draymond has to clean up around the rim, layups and dunks. I think Kavon Looney, him from an offensive rebounding perspective, 
He's going to be huge, keeping possessions alive. And Andrew Wiggins, I left Wig for last. He is the X Factor. He has to play well in this series. And I think there's too much pressure on the Warriors' side. Mavs are playing with house money. No one thought they would get out of the Phoenix Sun series, except me. You know, sports in-depth JD takes, let's get it. But uh, they're playing with house money. And the Dallas Mavericks, this is going to be a long series. I have this a longer series than the East Finals, in my opinion. But Dallas is going to win this one. In the NBA Finals, I have the Dallas Mavericks and the Boston Celtics. Not a lot of people would have thought I'd be saying that. But hey, it's good to see new teams in it. It's good to see new players. It's good to watch young guns not shy away from the moment and deliver on the biggest stage. Luca fires me up for so many reasons. Um, he plays the game with a smile. He really is unguardable. You know, Luca's one bad boy. I have a lot to say about that kid. I love his attitude and everything when he entered the league. You know, him and Trey Young in that same draft class, it was, we knew we're getting two guys that are going to lead their franchises eventually to the promised land. And I think Luka goes to the NBA Finals this year in his young life, in his young career, and he's doing it with a great coach, a great owner, a great supporting cast. You know, I think that Porzingis deal, bringing over Dinwiddie and Bertans, pat on the back to Mark Cuban and that staff. Wow. You know, Porzingis, it wasn't clicking. And they got pieces that, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie dropping 30 in game seven against the Phoenix Suns on the road. I mean, you got him at the deadline. What a steal. I mean, Dallas has a lot to be happy about, and I really must say the NBA playoffs so far have been an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait for the conference finals and then the NBA finals, an absolute treat. I wanted to shout out New Yorkers because we know the podcast originated in New York City, um, and the New York Rangers won Game 7 in overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it was absolutely big time. I use big time when teams step up in a dominant fashion. And they didn't dominate the series, but when I say dominant fashion, the Rangers showed no quit. When you're able to be down a goal or two and come back and win that given game on multiple occasions, absolutely big time. My father's a big Ranger fan. Shout out him. He was really excited on Sunday night seeing his team advance, and uh, I was happy for him. So there you go, Pop. To wrap it up here, you'll hear from me next week. I missed everyone, you know, two weeks away from the show. We know I don't like that, but we're back better than ever. Keep striving, keep believing everyone out there. Uh, pleasure doing this podcast. I always say my best part of my week is doing this and sharing it with you guys. So uh, NBA. It's going to keep rolling. NHL is going to keep rolling. MLB, I'll get into it in a few weeks. J.D. out.